Yo, what's up, everybody? So this next uh, podcast is going to be about Sarah. She has uh, put out her own line of bags called Sera. And we're going to talk to her about the process and how it all came about. So very interesting podcast. So check it out right on. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. Today, we've got a special guest, Sarah. You're joining us all the way in Japan. Ensign's in Hawaii. I'm in the UK. The time differences are all <laughs> over the place. But, but how are you, Sarah? I'm good, thank you. It's like a little triangle we got going on. Indeed. We're really indeed. international, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all corners good, of you. the world. <laughs> and I think I got the most unfortunate time zone. What time what, is it there? 10 p.m. Okay. So in Hawaii, what about you, James? Uh, it's like 8 a.m. right now, so hence the oh, bad. Oh, yours is kind of bad too. So we kind of even on that. Sarah's the lucky one. You got the I, I lucked out. It's 5 p.m. here. <laughs> I think the the one of the hardest ones we ever did on this podcast. I know we're digressing from today's topic, but definitely when uh, the rampage one ends. What time were you up for the rampage podcast? Oh, I don't even remember. I, I want to forget that. <laughs> yeah. it was like 3 a.m or something so yeah worth a sacrifice for a hell of a talk though so yeah cool so sarah i mean we got you on the podcast because it must have been like a super busy time for you as you've launched a new product so i guess kind of yes. we were to have a bit of a chat about sort of everything that's got involved in that so i guess take us from the beginning what where did the inspiration come from from uh delivering sarah's bag sarah bags well um Thanks. Yeah, as you know, in tonight we travel a lot. And a big thing for me is when I travel, I'm always taking my stuff around. And especially for, for women, you know, transferring between casual and dress, you know, dress bags or, or handbags um, can be kind of cumbersome when you're traveling internationally because you have to take separate bags with you. I keep trying to look and trying to find, and I mean, you know, to the places we, we travel to. We go to Thailand, China, we go to the States, we go all over the world so at all these places I was looking for bags and I was trying different bags and it was kind of frustrating because you know pockets that I wanted weren't there and it did it was the idea was born from there I was just thinking you know why don't I just make when I make something when I yeah. create something and that's kind of where it was from and yeah that's when the <laughs> adventure began and that was yeah, about four, yeah. it was just over four years ago yeah when oh, I traveled wow. to there's is it's hard to find like a real good bag. Well, Sarah's bag is good because the, the, there's a perfect amount of pockets where I can, you know, you want to carry your little headphones and your little gadgets and then you want your wallet and then you want something that, you know, like your passport pocket or, you know, like right now with COVID, the you know, the vac vaccination card. And, you know, it's like I find it for me, it's like the perfect bag and the, the, the amount of pockets is like so ideal. Yeah. Because you want something lightweight, right? But you don't always want to lug like a, a, a big heavy bag sort of thing. You want kind of like your essentials yes. on you there and then. So yeah, no, I, I think the concept's pretty cool. So you. Uh, you showed me a bit there. You said four years with the process to get it made. So I mean, 
what was the actual process of uh, from like designing the bag to actually going out getting samples and, and that sort of stuff? Um, so contrary to what people might think, you know, when it comes to designing, so I'm, I'm not a designer by any, any stretch, you know, but, um, what I did was I, you know, pretty much took a photo of a simple, you know, belt bag. And then I just started drawing on the photo, like redrawing the kind of bag that I want and wanted to form and, you know, figured out I, the measurements that I would like. Everything was based around what I, what I would like pretty much. And, um, it started with that so we sent that to um some contacts that we have and they made the first sample and just through that process you know it's taken a few years but through that process they'd send samples back and would you know tweak and critique certain parts of the bag and say no this this clip doesn't really work or this strap is like too long or too short or you know the flat isn't sitting right so that's what how many the different samples was. did we go through I think there was six at my last count. There were six different samples coming back. And we wanted to use the bag, like actually use it to make sure that it was, you know, it functioned properly. Yeah. Ideal. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was the, the process. But the extra thing with the same with everybody is COVID. Mm -hmm. The the factory shut down. Oh. And then we went to go back. We only had, we had just before COVID, we had the one perfect sample that we were set on and then COVID hit and then the factory shut down. So we held on to this one sample. And then when COVID things started opening up, we sent this sample back to them, but our original like factory or place where they make it, that actually closed down for business. So we had to go to a different place. So I had to part ways with my perfect sample. But then the sample they sent back was close to the very first one that we've had years ago. So that was a huge, oh, that was really, fr not frustrating, frustrating, but a bit of a like, disappointment. Yeah, 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 it was. Wow. Yeah. yeah it almost just, felt like we would have to, she would have to go start from the beginning, beginning all over again. We're like, mm. hold us another couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was. But amazingly, when they did redo it, it was like, right back to the, the sound we almost like hop skipped a couple of years and boom this is the one yeah. all right you know so yeah it was pretty pretty uh it was a big disappointment and all of a sudden it was like oh yes you know it was a great uh happiness yeah yeah it was and quality control is like a big you know a big deal for, like for me well you know it should be for anyone so yeah. they're having they're kind of they're all like they're being handmade and but they're being checked there before they send them and also i check them before i send them out um from japan as well so yeah i'm happy like any product, you, know, you have the little you know any product you have the duds but this this whole this whole sample the set that we got the first order we got pretty good percentage man there's very little duds there's just a couple you know here and there of course you know there's human errors but pretty much pretty good man and mine i've been yeah. using it and I've been stuffed. I, I overuse the bag because I stuff my bag with too much shit. So it's probably not the ideal way to use the bag. Mm -hmm. And I and, then, and because I, you know, I use the buttons a lot because every day I come in the shop because we sold out here. I use my bag in my wallet for the samples on the table. So the clips, I open the clips every day, close the clips every day. And so far, man, it's super, very good quality. Mm -hmm. 
I would say that I'm I'm probably considered like the fair use. Like I, I put, you know, the kind of recommended amount, you know. Yeah. But Ensign's are good. He's really good at stress testing them because he likes, right. you know, a little bigger bag. So he puts a lot of stuff in his bag so we can kind of see how far we can push the bags. Yeah. That's why we're, the next bag will be Ensign's ideal bag. <laughs> so yeah. oh, that's okay. going to be the next step. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that kind of actually – that that was going to be my next question. Is is, is there going to be more product lines coming out? Is there other bags you're looking at? Yes, I have about seven different like bags and designs that I want to release, and I want to release them gradually. Like obviously financial constraints because we're just starting up, and we have like our main business with the the bracelets is kind mm. of our main thing. So, and this is just a, a baby, but at the same time, I'm happy to be growing slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in this because it's such a new, it's a new industry for me, so I'm I'm learning a lot along the way. Yeah, and, um, it's kind of it's exciting though. I'm just the whole reason why I'm in why I started and why I'm in this is we kind of I made this bag that I really like, and I just and other people have thought it was a neat idea, so it's kind of nice to share. Like I want other people to have that convenience that I yeah. enjoy. We're no. getting so here in the shop. We're getting super good feedback, and there's a lot of people coming in to buy more. You know, you know, you buy one, you leave, and they try it out, and they say, "Oh shit, I, I gotta get the, like the spouse wants one or the friend wants one." So, mm-hmm. so far, man, the feedback's awesome, man. That's awesome. And that was part of the design. That was by design as well. So it's not designed for men or women. It's it's meant to be one of those that is unisex, like it can be used by anybody. Mm-hmm. So we, we kind of played around with the, the styles so that it would be something that Ensign or like a, a guy would be comfortable wearing, but also mm-hmm. like kind of stylish and soft enough for, for you know, for girls to be using too. Yeah. yeah. Or anyone and everyone in between, whatever your seems- pronoun. <laughs> it seems like the, the products that you guys put out there are always like really sort of either close to, close to home, like things that you guys would want, like in terms of, um, even just like Destiny Forever with the, the bracelets and that side of things. Um, that seems to be like the MO really, the, the products that you guys would use, right? Yeah, I think that's really important. What do you think, Love? Yeah. I think it's really important to have that kind of conviction and, and belief in your product. I really, I have a, a problem, I would say, with that people that sell things that they don't necessarily, or products they don't necessarily believe in. That they're just there to sell for the money. I yeah, I'm not a fan of those. Yeah, I hate to be what like a bullshit well? salesman, you know. So yeah, if you believe in something and you really like your your product, I mean, you're, it's super easy to push. If I don't know a product and I can't really vouch for it, I don't want to push it. I've had a lot of people on Instagram send me mm. stuff and say, "Oh, can you um promote my product?" And I always decline because I said I can't promote a product unless I. You know, I know what the product is, and I've tried it, and I actually like it. I have a, I have a very good following, and I think I have a very good reputable reputation that, that people trust me. And I hate to, you know, even people ask me, "Can you post this for um, donations and stuff?" You know, help my friend get donations. I'm like, I don't know the guy. Hmm. I don't want to do it unless I'm behind that person. I'm close to that person. I know that person. So, same with the our products, like the bracelets. I wouldn't want to ever sell your bracelet that I wouldn't want to wear myself. So quality wise, I, you know, I want to make good quality. So yeah, same like the bags. Yeah. I think Sarah really loves the bag. She, she's very co- confident and happy with what came out. 
So, you know, that's probably the best way to be able to promote a product. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And it's going to be the break. same with the... Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to you know be the what? same for the future bags too. Like we're going to make sure we test them and they we're confident that it's something that, you know, Ensign's confident in as well so that we can yeah. be happy to, you know, to have our name attached yeah. to something, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I just, they always say that, you know, that's the best. If you put your personal investment in it, right, it's going to pay off more in the long term because it's a product you believe in, you love. So, yeah. Um, but you kind of touched on it, obviously, that, you know, you've got the Destiny Forever business, you're doing the Sarah Bags. Um, what are the challenges of having your own business and particularly having your own business in a country like Japan where you're sort of selling internationally as well? Do you want to go first, Lam? Well, yeah, um, for Destiny Forever, I think, of course, I'm still a small company. So there's no like CEOs or people that, you know, take care of things. So the big challenge is, you know, it's my, it's my reputation. If there's somebody that's unhappy with a product, I feel personally involved. So I think the challenge of having your own business, I think, especially for me, a small business where we send, when we get emails, is either me or Sarah that's, um, looking at it and answering it. I think the, um, you know, the, the integrity of how we do things, you know, if people is unhappy with the product, I think it's real important to, even if we feel like, shit, this person's kind of grumbling for something that was well, not really our fault, we'll probably eat it and, you know, just to make them happy, say, hey, if you want a refund, we'll give you a refund. Not much, but we had a couple of those. You know, some of the excuses were, like, not really our fault. But I can see how they feel like, you know, even if it's not directly our fault, it's about the process of the bracelet getting to them. They were ha- unhappy. So we just, without any question, just reimburse them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the only difficulty, you know, running your own business is, is the, the pressure you have of your integrity and your name. Especially for me, like I'm a, I'm a public figure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and my, 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 my reputation on, in fighting is someone of uh, integrity. You know, Joe Rogan even said something like, instantly, no, I can't lie. You know, he doesn't know how to lie, you know. That's very so, true. I mean, somebody with that big of a, you know, uh, podium to be able to, to say something like that about me, you know, for me, I, I see that as uh, generally that's probably what my reputation is. So more the soul, you know, I, I really want to be honest about it. I hate to, I won't sell, upsell anybody. I've had some partners that helped me and try to upsell and I had to get on them. My first partner, oh, of course, he's a crook, Chris Kramer. You know, I I had to tell him he would he'll line up a bracelet and, you know, come back with a lining up like a 300. At that time, it was, it was a really expensive bracelet, 300, 400 dollars. And he walked walk away. As soon as the customer walks away, he'd say something like, yeah, how's that? I just lined up a 400 dollar bracelet. And for me, the integrity for me is. It's not about the pro- the expense of the product. It's about what the person really needs. Mm. You know, so that, I think that's the, the the biggest part about it is keeping the integrity and and being real responsible about how the business is run and how you take care of problems. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think um, the 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 product itself, just on the bracelet, right, is. Uh, you know, I I I, the, I think everyone will use it differently, right? But for me, every time I have something that's that's big, so say if I have a, a big meeting or a podcast, or uh, even Ensign knows this, but even when I've had some like real struggles, like uh, when uh, my mom like went to hospital, 
it was one of the things that sort of, you know, it just prepares you mentally, right? You put it on and then you feel like, right, I'm prepared. So it's just, I think there's a lot of different unique ways that people use the bracelets and it's always seemed like uh, that's kind of where you were doing it, right? It was it was for really around the person, not so much like, oh yeah, the sales of the, of the bracelet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think How about you, Sarah? Getting... Is you run into anything about running? What What is your opinion running your own business? Um. Well, I think I'm more the, the I suppose the back end of the business. So you know, doing the admin in the website mm. and stuff like that. Um. So for me, it's there's a lot of I think time management and making sure. Well, what I... about your bags? Just your own business, the bags. The bags, same thing, like time management and trying to work around, you know, mm. the things to do with Destiny Forever as well. And also being international time zones is a really big thing too, because we're mm. getting, you know, we get emails at all hours of the night, day and night. And for example, just yesterday I got emails at two and three in the morning that I sent that the timestamp came in at two and three in the morning, but I don't get to them till I wake up in the morning. So sometimes there's that lag and being able to respond to people. And also, I suppose, setting boundaries and making sure that you're not too available all the time as well. Because yeah. if you're available 24-7 for your business, you're going to burn out and it's just going to be, yeah, that's not a healthy yeah. thing to have. And saying that when your business is small, you've got to kind of make those sacrifices, you know, in the, in the first few years to get it and if you set a precedent that you always answer them right away is pretty much when yeah. you don't it's going to be like whoa how can we take yeah. you so long yeah well it's yeah. two in the morning dude <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah no i can see that because um you know i work for a company right and you get hours you know these are your hours you've got to be working between these hours and obviously sometimes you'll go over when there's you know big thing but when it's you and it's your business right you're kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I should respond to this at two in the morning. Like, there's a bit more of a involvement as opposed to someone sort of writing you a check, I guess. So. No, there um, is. There's definitely that. Um, so I came, I've come from a, when I was in New Zealand, where I moved here, I came from kind of that corporate culture, that more structured, like stable, secure environment yeah. to coming to obviously, you know, working with Inforensen. And that was a huge change in mindset as well. Because mm -hmm. when you work for yourself, if you don't work, you don't, you know, you don't earn money. So there's mm -hmm. that whole, there's that, a part of it you have to hustle, but we hate, we, we don't like, we don't like hustling. Like we're not, we don't like pushing things on from people. So mm -hmm. that's what we kind of struggle with. Just that integrity thing that Ensign was talking about. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, in, it's in the whole scary. scheme of things, we're actually shitty salespeople because salespeople <laughs> are, you know, like, like if a customer comes in and they wanted, they're debating on buying a bracelet. Most people would don't want the customer to leave and want to sell the bracelet before they leave. But I'm kind of like, hey, dude, I'm here to the 16th. You know, take your time, think about it, and and I don't want to push them to buy it. I want to make sure when people buy a bracelet, they're they want to buy the bracelet. And when it's super expensive, I try to I try to line up a, a cheaper one. You know, I try to help them where I the worst thing I want is them to get a bracelet and regret spending that much money so sarah you're obviously still an active fighter right i know COVID's kind of slowed things down a little bit um but i mean how do you balance sort of training as well like full-time training as well as uh running a business uh trying to get on top of my my schedule so making sure everything's planned out 
I'm trying to get in the habit of, you know, I have my weekly plans and then every morning when I have my morning coffee or when I'm doing the, you know, the bubbles and stuff, I try to sit down and just run through a list. I always have a running to-do list mm-hmm. and then I try to pick off what I've got to do that day or, you know, what takes priority and yeah, I try to just work off that. But if I'm, not, if I don't have anything planned, time can really, really get away. Um, yeah. Sarah's a super good planner. She plans and yeah. writes things out. It's just when I come come home, I screw everything up. You mess it up. <laughs> no, I suppose that can be considered one of the challenges of our even our lifestyle is that like mm. we have the shop in Hawaii. So for now, Ensign's away for a month and a half, at least. So when he's gone, I get on my schedule here. I mean, I'm, I kind of get used to working on my own schedule and not having to consider anybody else. And then when Ensign comes home. We kind of we have to change it up a bit because now we're doing yeah. things together, and so sometimes that transition I have a hard time with, and it's just something you know I've got to work on. But um, that's, that's a, it's a challenge, and even being yeah, away yeah. from home, like for Ensign, you know, he misses things, you know, here at home too, or vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just on that, because you mentioned about sort of um, keeping organized. Uh, any other tips as well, like to-do lists? I mean, I, 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 I'm I, guilty of this. I'll write a massive long to-do list and then just, I've written the list, but then I'll never do them. <laughs> like, any, any ways you stay sort of motivated? Me too. <laughs> Sarah, yeah. give us some advice. No, I'm, I'm definitely not one to recommend because I fall off as well. And I find, I think it comes down to personal preference. I've tried all sorts of different like productivity apps and stuff but that just gets me on my phone even more and then i'll get distracted mm-hmm. with something else so um productivity apps don't necessarily work for me i'm still a pen and paper person i'm gonna i'm gonna show you this is a show and tell so nice. i have my i'm always you'll always see me with just a blank notebook yeah and what i do is i'll have like a running list like this one that's what i was talking about before and every day i'll go in so this was yesterday's list the priorities and this is today's list priorities mm-hmm. And then I'll just like cross those off. And psychologically, it's really nice having even simple lists like doing like laundry and all these because these little micro things mm-hmm. that actually take up time can sometimes feel like you're not achieving anything, but you're still good at you know vacuum and you know do meals and like do your housework and stuff like that. But if that takes a bulk of your time and you haven't done what's actually on your list, you do feel really unproductive. So I'd say put those on your list too. That way you can allow for them in, in the time frame as well. So I'm still I make working lists, on it. But I never yeah. look at them sometimes. I make a big list and I don't even look at it. It's like, <laughs> yes, that, and, and then later on, like two days later, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do this and this and this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the worst thing you like, like two weeks back. And you're like, oh, yeah, two weeks ago. <laughs> <I graduated." laughs> yeah. yeah. By all means, it's not, it's not a foolproof system. I'm still trying to learn. Like I, I love – looking and reading like self-improvement books and stuff like that to try and learn different strategies to, to mm-hmm. optimize that. But I think with our lifestyle, it's not the conventional lifestyle. So we have to have some organization to it, you know, cause we've got the, we've got our businesses and training and our other projects that we've got going on. So we've got to keep dogs. on top of it. <laughs> and three dogs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, with that actually, said, with that said, you know, Sarah has a lot on her plate. I mean, even when I'm not gone, you know, she, you got to figure she's uh, designing. He, she designed her bags. She's doing that. She's designing the next bag. She has her fighting. 
you know, she, she keeps the house super clean. And even with me around, she keeps it super clean. She does her um her sword sharpening, the togishi. I mean, like a, a person would be happy with just one of those. She has all three going on right now. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like you know, it's really um, time consuming. Now she has to feed Koi. She has to take care of the three dogs by herself. So whenever I come home, I always try to do as much as I can, and you know, wash the dishes, feed the dogs, you know, do what I can. So she misses me when I'm gone. <laughs> no, it works. It works. But I always, when I'm catching, you know, when I'm catching up with my friends, I always say that I, I do feel really like spoiled when Edson is home. Because he's really considerate in that hill. Because I, I, you know, sleep is really important to me. So he'll do the morning. Testimonial. Right <laughs> he'll here. do like the morning routine and stuff. Yeah, he'll do the morning routine and just so that I can sleep in. And you know, he, I, I'm not, I don't like cooking. I can cook, but I don't enjoy it. So I'm a big She's fan good. of meal prepping She's and stuff like cook. that. Mm-hmm. But um, I love that he enjoys the food that I cook too. And it's, I'm really grateful because he has no problem. He'll just, you know, he'll clean up. He cleans up all the time, you know, the kitchen. So that makes it, I don't know, it's a symbiotic relationship, I feel. We're a really yeah, good yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Blowing yeah, our me. own trumpet right now. <laughs> <laughs> Super endorsement. You know, I love him and I, I appreciate you, love. Thank you. Nice. So, final <laughs> question. Final question. Yeah. Any any big plans for 2022? Uh, yes. So we're going to have more bags launched, um, hopefully. So we're just waiting on the next sample, you know, of Ensign's bag. It's going to be a Yamato Damashi and Seda collab. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting. I'm really, I'm actually really excited about that bag. Um, so Me that's too. happening. Um, I'm heading to Las Vegas. So two weeks after Ensign gets back, I'm going to Las Vegas to train, to get into some fight training because hopefully I'll be fighting around summertime. So now it's all about getting my body because it's been a couple of years. It'll be three years in May that I haven't fought and I've been on a whole lot of different struggles with the, you know, with my body and the weight and everything. So, you know, we're starting to get my body ready to get into fight training and fight again. So that's starting, that's really lighting something, some excitement in me. That And then hopefully going back to New Zealand and I'm looking around September, uh, September, October, fingers crossed. Yeah. Tell people and why you're I'd going love back. to fight again. Pardon? Tell people why you're going back. I think it's a huge uh, thing. I, I'm going to have my... Um, my muko kowai done so that's the the maori the traditional maori facial tattoos and my mum has hers done has hers um her chin and her her lips so i don't think i'll get my full lips done but i'm gonna go and get the my chin done so that's yeah so i'm really i was meant to have that done pre-covid too but yeah Mm -hmm. covid's been putting a hold on things so it's gonna be a really full-on year this year yeah definitely it sounds like a huge year and when she gets that, it's not going to be only me that causes people to look and feel uncomfortable in Japan. She's going to be <laughs> one that uh, might actually attract more attention than us now. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah. I don't it's know too much. About, I don't know too much about that side of things. I mean, is um, what is there like a meaning behind it? The yes, yeah. So it's you know, it's just like um, our moko. So we call 
Yeah. We don't call these tattoos. We call them moko because they have, you know, a significance and a, you know, a really deep meaning to us. Yeah. A lot of it's really family. It's quite spiritual and it's all family oh, based. So the, the chin one is a lot of the designs are passed from generations yeah. and the generations before my mum, um, a few generations were part of the colonized generations. So they actually had gotten rid of some of them. Right. Um, so yeah, so my mum had kind of brought that back and now there's been a renaissance of Tamako, you know, in New oh. Zealand. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's a real, uh, deep connection that we have yeah 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 no it's, it's, i think it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of neat for me because i was really um hesitant you know the the last thing i want to do is disrespect the culture and i was really hesitant on getting mine yeah mm -hmm. but when it was when some elite people in the um maori cultural group came over i think sarah's uncle derek and hinare these two guys that um are really prominent in the tattoo. They offered to make me one, do one for me. Whoa! And Uncle Derek, who is a, I think he's a real big thing. Yes, our Sir Uncle Derek. Yeah, Sir Derek Gladelli. Yeah. He totally was f agreeing with it. So I felt, you know, if those really top high up people are saying it's okay, I felt like oh, okay. They actually gave me the green light to do it, and I, I felt really happy and real proud of it. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no that's super cool yeah it's, it's just interesting because uh i don't know i don't have any tattoos right and i don't really know much about like tattoo culture but you kind of i always see like people like going for like tribal sort of tattoos but they, these are actually ones where there's actually a meaning behind it which i think is really cool so absolutely yeah. and yeah. it's interesting going from a culture where you know moko is so important to us mm -hmm. to now living in a society where they're like it's so taboo it's frowned this upon. Really, yeah. yeah. Really? It's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So even now, I could have, because of its uh, links and associations to Yakuza from back in the day, but they still have those kind of connotations. Oh, yeah. sorry, in Japan. I thought you meant in New Zealand. In Japan. Upon. No, 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 in Japan. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Japan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. heard the story about it's... people getting kicked out. Well, you can tell I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was one of my mum's concerns was, you know, how am I going to be treated? When yeah. I have you know, this moko on my face, but whatever I'm going to face, I've probably already faced it with what I have already because I have, mm -hmm. you know, quite a few moko and tattoos already. And also, I feel that um, it's 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 part of me. It's who I am. So whatever challenges that come to me are meant to come somehow, and you know, there'll be a way through it. Well, yeah. I think I think a big thing that you have to keep in mind is it's something really important to you and it's something that you believe in. Yeah. And you know it's yeah. the right thing to do and you know it's the proper thing to do. So people that don't understand it, it's not your job to make them understand. If they look at you yeah. funny because you have that, it's something you're really proud of. You know, it's the same thing that happened to me with Yamato Damashi. When I first made the shirt, people frowned on that, saying that, oh, that's like right-wingish shit. That's like, yakuza shit only yakuza's wear that so people actually f ran away from that they didn't want to wear the shirt one of my students said he didn't want to wear the shirt because of that and for me i you know i've actually wore the shirt around town and had young high school people watching it still they'll repeat oh yamoto damashi and they'll start laughing at me but you know i i felt you know if there's something that i really believed in you know 
I knew what the word meant. I knew how important the word was to me and my life. And so mm-hmm. when they said that, you know, because I had so much confidence in what I have, the Tamil Damish across my chest, I just felt like I feel sorry for them. They don't understand. They're 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 um, not open-minded enough to understand what the how how deep and important the word is. Same with Sarah. She that the moko is super important. Was it kawai moko? Moko kawai, yeah. Moko kawai. That's super important to her. And if people laugh and snicker, it's just their ignorance, you know. And and if she really believes it and she's proud of it, what can you do? You know, they don't understand. They're ignorant. You know, if they they're like that and it's something you believe in. I'm that I'm that. That's my personality, though. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are concerned with what people believe in that think of them. But me, I'm like, you know, it's something I really care and you don't like it. Well, that's your problem, man, because this is something very important to me. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's something I've learned from Ensign, you know, the, having that, because I was one of those people too. And I think I still have tinges of that too, you know, worrying about what other people think or how I'll be perceived. But just being, you know, being with Ensign, I think that's rubbed off a lot. And, you know, no, my, my beliefs and my conviction is enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Super important. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for making taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and talk to us. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, congrats on, uh, on the launch of the bags. And uh, I think that they look great. And hopefully uh, lots of people will be signing up. So yeah, I have, any, I have, any also, one, thing, I have one thing to add. Oh, go on. Sarah, in the beginning of the podcast, said, I'm not really a designer, you know, like, but Sarah, you got to change your mindset. You are a designer. You design the bags. Yeah. I've seen what you went through. I've seen you drawing all the thing, pictures. Of, I mean, you're totally a designer. And whether you, you, you're being humble or you, you're a bit, a bit shame or you don't have confidence, I think you should have the confidence already. You put out a product that's super good. You've designed the whole thing. I didn't even do anything with it. She designed everything her it was her idea you're definitely a designer whether you're a beginning designer or just a starting designer the fact is you are a designer and i think you should get that in your head and just feel confident saying that thank you love yeah change it kia ora. i'm sarah and i'm a designer <laughs> hey that's a good start right there all right there you go. There you go. <laughs> I think it's part of the imposter syndrome, I think. No. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, We'll put the links in the description. Check it out. And uh, we'll speak to everyone again soon.